Nikita, it's time for our podcast. Can you hurry up? Taz, I'm coming. Jude has the Hoover on. Oh, Jude, no Hoovering. Are you ready to go to bed? Stay with you. You can't stay with me. You have to go to bed now. Let's go to bed. Good night, Good night, Habibi. Good night, children. Let's play Lego. Sorry? Five minutes. Come on, let's go to bed. Good night, You can't stay with me. You need to stop playing. What are you playing? You can see me in the morning, okay? I'm Nafisa and I'm Tasneem. Grab a cup of tea or coffee and some snacks and join us for a chat after hours. Just two Muslim mums kicking back, having fun and talking about life, relationships, family, motherhood and more. Welcome to the madness that is our lives. Assalamualaikum everyone. salam. Hey Nafisa. How are you surviving the heat wave? I am sweltering. I am melting as we're speaking, literally. <laughs> you know what? I'm just glad that we do sound and not visuals right now. <laughs> you can see the sweat dripping down my face, dripping over my lips. It's disgusting. You know what? Listeners would literally block us if they could see us right now. No, but, they they wouldn't want to watch it. They'll be like, I see enough of this nastiness outside my window. I don't want to see it on my computer <laughs> screen as well. <laughs> oh, alhamdulillah for small mercies. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? We're talking about lessons that we've learned from lockdown. So with one lockdown behind us and another potentially on the way, we thought we'd take a look at three lessons that we've learned from lockdown. Tasneem, let's start off with you and um, your family. What's the one family lesson that you've learned that we can learn from? Okay, I'll try and condense it to one family lesson. <laughs> but okay. Um, okay, so obviously... It's been difficult being stuck with the same people day in and day out, but I've actually realized that it can be enjoyable as well if you just let go a little bit and not kind of sweat the little stuff. Well, like you, I'm so busy and I'm at work all the time and all of that kind of thing. I don't actually see my kids that much during the week. I really mm -hmm. did enjoy spending some time with them. And it made me realize that it's so important to spend that time with family and not just with the kids, though, but with elders. My grandma passed away um, during lockdown and I had so many regrets because I hadn't got seen her for about two months because we were in lockdown about six weeks before she passed away. So she had no guests. Mm -hmm. no one could go and see her I hadn't seen her for about two months and I think that broke me just knowing that she went and she was pretty much alone and no one was around with her because she was in hospital and that kind of thing and and then I missed not just her but everyone like we couldn't grieve together we couldn't mourn together we couldn't do anything together we were just so isolated and I kept thinking you know my parents are getting old what if they go what if they're next and then I don't get to see them and I'm not getting to spend time with them and all of that was playing through my mind and I've just realized that it's so important just to enjoy spending time with our family while we still have them, our kids, our elders, everybody. Just, yeah, it's priceless. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And I felt some of what you felt as well, not taking family for granted and just really missing everyone after a while. Initially, it was kind of a novelty. And you think, oh, uh, I quite like being isolated. And thank God we don't have any more guests, yeah. you know, don't have to open the door to anyone. So we went through that for a while. And then the fatigue uh, slowly started to settle in. And we kept thinking, oh, imagine if we could do this and imagine if we could visit that person, especially, you know, Ramadan came and went and Eid. And the same thing, I lost my grandma as well, just at the start of lockdown. My husband works from home and I work from home. So we do see the children quite a lot when they're at home and not at school. So for us, even though it felt like summer holidays or Christmas holidays at the beginning, we did slowly start to realize that 
what the school does for them is priceless as well. My husband especially felt like the school really played an important role in the children's lives, which, which we didn't value maybe as much or just sit and think about it. So although we really enjoyed spending time with the children and there were so many other things we did that we didn't do before lockdown, you know, playing more games, finding imaginative ways of doing things, we did miss the outside world. We were thinking something simple as meeting somebody or a stranger even, being able to walk past without recoiling and, and things like that. I think it really made us realise the importance of uh, simple things that we took for granted. I think what you said about what the schools do for kids and how undervalued they probably are is definitely true. I think obviously, like you said, we really, really enjoyed the time with the kids, but it did come to a point when it was like, getting a bit overwhelming. And I think the homeschooling part of it was getting overwhelming and it made me realise that I could never, ever homeschool my children. Like every day I'd log on and do the work with them and I just felt like I was destroying their education. <laughs> rather than helping them I was undoing all the good the teachers done the last year I ruined it all <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I'm not alone in feeling like that as well so I found that really tough and to be honest my kids towards the end just before lockdown was lifted alhamdulillah at the right time they'll be getting a bit feral because <laughs> they've been cut off from the outside world for so long the stuff that they never used to do before they started doing and I was like damn man they need a bit of space because everyone does need space from everyone else and they also needed space from each other and you probably yeah definitely me <laughs> and they weren't getting that you know what um, everything in moderation right I think it's really yeah. important to have that in life so you have times but you take some time out let's take a step back and just reflect right but then at the same time you need other things to go on so it's important to take a step back but not forever you know yeah, that's absolutely true. I, I do agree with you, Taz, there. But here's a humdinger. I'm a qualified teacher by profession, even though I don't teach at the moment. So I, as a qualified teacher, will tell you that I cannot teach my children to save my life. And then I, as a mother of four children, another lesson that I learned was I'm not cut out to be a full-time mother. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You're doing a good job. And I think everyone has those moments, right, where we just want to pack it all in and disappear and never surface again. Oh, Oh, you have no idea. Well, you do have an idea. But you know, it was like we're in lockdown with our kids and we're in lockdown in our minds and in just everything was in lockdown. And, and, and lockdown with our husband. Hello. Oh, yeah. That's the fifth child in my life. No, no, sorry. Em, I really love you. And you are not that child. I promise. Man <laughs> You're child. man. You can't compromise that man, man child. child. <laughs> okay, he's going to be like, why are you talking about me again? He's not going to listen. He's too busy. You know, I, I don't trust that man. I'm only joking. <laughs> you would never know. But anyway, coming back to it. So yeah, summary. We're not cut out to be mothers. Full time. Even if you're a qualified teacher, full time. It doesn't work and, and teachers are superstars. And the other lesson we learned was don't take life for granted or family. Yeah. So what about in terms of yourself, like a personal lesson that you learned during lockdown, something that you learned about yourself or that you'll take away just for you, not to do with your family? Okay. So I know this is going to sound like a cliche, but I really, really learned this. I learned never to take life for granted. There were nights where I was having panic attacks in the middle of the night where I was feeling closed in. And I kept thinking of all the things we couldn't do rather than all the things we could do. Every day that we were going through lockdown, every day I would speak to my husband at night and I would say, oh, imagine we could do this and imagine we could do that. And since lockdown was easing up, as soon as it was easing, I was just like, right, what can we do, you know, within the boundaries? What can we do? 
And even though I'm absolutely exhausted, every week we as a family go out and we do an outing, even if it's really far away and as isolated as possible. We're trying to have different experiences in this massive heat wave, sweltering. But I just feel like, yeah, at least I know, even if we go into another lockdown, I've not taken the little things for granted and I don't have regrets. So I just feel like we really should experience life more. Yeah, that's one of my biggest ones. Okay, that's a bit different from mine. So my kind of personal lesson that I learned about myself in lockdown was just a bit of context. You know that I write and I'm a writer. I write fiction as well. And I've always kind of pictured myself in a cottage by the sea, completely alone, writing some masterpiece, right? And lockdown has made me realise that that's not me at all. Like I could never, ever, ever do that. I need people. I didn't know that about myself. I always thought I could live alone because I'm quite self-sufficient and I can spend hours on my own Like and I'm quite fine. But when it's imposed on you, it's different. And I just felt like um, I, I need people. I draw energy from the people around me. I draw inspiration from the people around me. So when I was trying to write during lockdown, I couldn't because I, I was just so like I had nothing. The creative juices were completely dried up. And I really, really struggled. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I kind of need that. I need to go out. I need to meet people. I need to experience things and draw inspiration from that. So I've realized I'm actually an extrovert and not an introvert. And that's quite a big um, realization. But you're probably like, I knew that already. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, I mean, how, how can you not be an extrovert? You know, like, I don't get it. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know that I was. Wow. What does that mean? Am I just really not self-aware at all? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, like, I know I like going out and I know I like having fun and I can be a bit loud and all of that. But I can mm-hmm. just spend hours on my own, like reading and whatever. And I like that. Like I'm always telling my husband to go out so I can have the evenings yeah. and I'm alone in the evenings. So yeah. I just assumed that meant that I'm okay spending my time in solitude, no. but I'm not. I'm really not. I think it's a different thing when you're okay with your own company. You know, some people don't like to be alone at all. I love alone time and me time, but that's mainly because, you know, four children, it's it's hectic. I never get that. So maybe that's why. But I think I'm also a social being. I do thrive off people. I don't get inspired by people. I will say that. I get inspired by emotions and what I'm feeling at the time or, you know, experiences of events that have happened. So I get inspired by life events as opposed to people yeah yeah it's interesting so we're on the opposite I think I think it's people and people stories and things that I hear and discussions that I have it's good that you realize that because it will really help you now you know when you and you need to write yeah then yeah. you know what to do yeah exactly no more writer's block I'll just call up my friends go out come back and I'm like yay done it <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> my husband needs me to have another reason to go out all the time you know yeah. But also, you know, one of the things that I found as well in this lockdown is how resourceful we are. So you know how you find uh, inspiration from your surroundings and the people around you. I found that as mums, we're really resourceful. And if we really want to, we can tap into our creativity and we can do something and push ourselves. I think we get so used to sitting at home and sitting in our minds and thinking, oh, I can't do that because of, and we keep putting obstacles in our way. We have a thousand reasons why we can't do something. But lockdown really made me realize there's a thousand reasons to try and do something new and it doesn't matter about the obstacles, you can overcome them. You know, I really believe that if you push yourself, you can do it. 
No, I agree wholeheartedly. And that brings me to my kind of like more lighthearted lesson that I learned was that I'm actually really lazy when I'm not on the go. So like in real life, like I have a million things happening right at the same time. And I just keep adding more and more and more onto it. And I take it all and Mm -hmm. I could do it all. But as soon as it was stripped back and I was in lockdown and I had no more entertaining, no more socializing, no more going out. So that was all gone. Then I had no more work because I was on furlough. So that was gone. Right. So you'd think I'd have more time, right, to do stuff. But I just found it so Mm -hmm. difficult to even wake up in the morning like whereas before I'd be up at six and it's fine now I couldn't even get up at eight it was just so everything became so difficult Mm -hmm. yeah but then also at the same time I realized that you know what sometimes it's okay not to be perfect all the time sometimes it's okay just to like leave it and just allow that washing up or just allow that laundry or just allow cleaning the bathroom you know twice a day or whatever you know so um it's okay to be like that sometimes like when I'm on the go I'm on the go but when I'm not I can be so flipping lazy it's unbelievable yeah just talking about cleaning I just really missed my cleaner (laughs) I really missed Joanna your first well bloody problems she's my first love I'm not joking I missed her so much we really uh, yeah, of course. I mean, as soon as it was allowed, I was like, you know, she needs to come back. And even hubby realized the value of our Joanna. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I recommend everybody to find one. We all need a Joanna. We all need a Joanna in our life. Yeah, definitely. Just coming back to the fact that, you know, we are super mums and we can do anything we put our mind to it. I had a surreal moment during lockdown. You know how you said that you found that you couldn't do anything when you couldn't get up or you felt really lethargic and not really motivated yeah. in that sense. I found the opposite. Although life was crazy, you know, with all the kids at home and constantly feeding and running out of food and, you know, planning your shopping trips, all these things. In between all of that, work uh, sort of went crazy because obviously my work is online. You launched this podcast amongst all of that. Amongst all of that, we launched this podcast. So that's my creativity coming in. If you do tap into your inner creativity, you will find yourself. So this is one outlet or expression of it. The, the other more serious thing was we got accepted on an accelerator program. And on that program, it, it was all online. So I found myself on a trampoline listening to VCs talking in my earphones. I had it on mute, but whilst I was jumping up and down with the kids in that trampoline and I sat there thinking, what the hell am I doing? How is this possible? How is that possible? How did you even hear what they were saying? Or did you not? Uh, No, no, I was listening to them. In fact, I was listening to them and writing notes, which I was passing on to my business partner. And then um, we were uh, on the trampoline, jumping up and down uh, with the kids. Sporadically, I would uh, scream out, yay, well done. And the two kids were looking at me with such love and puppy eyes, like, oh, my mum's on the trampoline with us. I'm not really realizing I wasn't really there at all. Oh, my God. I wish I could have seen that. Oh my, it was really weird. It was weird, surreal. You know, it's like a movie moment when you're sitting there and you're thinking, is this really happening? Am I really doing this? It was just a bizarre moment of lockdown. And I remember that moment. And I remember thinking, if I can do this, you can do anything. You literally can do anything. So yeah. But you know what, though? You know, in lockdown, right? So you know how um, I'm at uni at the moment as well. And so yeah. the lectures had all moved on to YouTube. So we'd listen to lectures on YouTube and then the seminar would happen on Zoom. I fell asleep yeah. every single one. No way. I couldn't stay awake. Like, literally, I'd go into my room and lock the door because it's the only room that has a lock. So the kids couldn't come in. And I thought, that's an hour for me, right? Turn on my laptop yeah. and put on this YouTube. And I'd literally <laughs> fall asleep every single time. I just fall asleep. Were they recorded? Yeah, they were. They were you refer back? Yeah, but every time I did it, I fell asleep. 
Oh my god! Like I think it was something about being in my room, sitting on the bed, and it was like that time. It was six o'clock in the evening, and the sun would be streaming down on me, and I'd lie back in my bed and just go to sleep. <laughs> do your lecturers know that? Now they do. <laughs> but you know what? Yeah, I don't do well cooped up, locked up. You know. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think uh, a lot of people listening to this, and just generally people who are reflecting on their lives, will realize uh, a lot of things about themselves. Just like we have, I think it's uh, one of those situations where it's unprecedented and it's just un- unbelievable that we went through it and we're still going through some of it, and we might go through it again. But this time, I think we'll all be a little bit better prepared. We know what to expect. We know what we'd be like, and hopefully, inshallah, we'll have better ways to cope. And yeah, we'll just enjoy inshallah. it more, knowing that there is light at the end and it's not going to go on forever. Yeah, inshallah. I think one thing that I noticed, and I know a lot of my friends realise as well, yeah. was that children are actually a lot more resilient than sometimes parents. Like they adjusted a lot easier and quicker than we did. Yeah, I think so. Having said that, I think the kids, although they were resilient in the short term, after three months, you could see the uh, mental effects of it long term. You know, they're now more cagey about going out. They become more introverted, I think. Yeah. Do you know? I think with mine, not introverted. I think it depends on your family setup, right? And it depends on so much. What happened with mine was that, like I mentioned earlier, they became wild (laughs) rather than (laughs) introverted. Yeah, because they were aching, aching to go out and mix with people. And Kareem, actually, my older son, when they opened year one, I did send him back to school for three weeks because I was back at mm-hmm. work then. My further was over. So he went back to school and he absolutely loved it. His first day he came back and he said, he oh. goes, Mama, that was the best day I've ever had at school. And it just made me realize how important that was for him to get out and see his friends again and to be in a different mm-hmm. environment other than home and to be taught by somebody who wasn't his screaming banshee mother all of that was so important for him but yeah I think it's an important perspective one thing which was very interesting in lockdown was that my husband and I we actually fought Mm -hmm. a lot less in lockdown than we did outside lockdown so that was one of the things I was worried about the most right that would be stuck with each other and we just end up fighting but we didn't and I think the the reason why wasn't because we were like super patient and it brought us closer together it was because we knew that if we had a fight, we had nowhere to go. That like we were stuck with each other. We couldn't run. We couldn't hide. He couldn't get up and so you were trapped Yeah, exactly. And I couldn't do that either. And we were just stuck. So we realized oh. that, you know, it was like survival of the fittest. You know what I mean? <laughs> so <laughs> we just had to do what we had to do to survive. And Alhamdulillah, we were actually better for it. Alhamdulillah. See, at least uh, there's a silver lining. So you know, post-COVID, although it's not really post-COVID, but now that it's eased up a bit, do you find it's any different now that you can run when you need to? Come back to normal now. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> so that's not a lesson that you took on, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I didn't, did I? Damn. No, we need to learn this lesson. I'll do it for remember. next time when we're in lockdown again. I'll remember that. Hey, yeah, it'll be great. <laughs> May Allah uh, save us from it, and hopefully there won't be a lockdown, inshallah, I mean. Okay, I've got another one for you, Taz. One of my friends said she learned that her husband likes her with or without facial hair. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so sweet. Actually, you know what? That's so sweet because I don't think my husband would feel the same way. (laughs) Do you know, I don't think my husband would notice. (laughs) (laughs) Alhamdulillah, not hairy. He wouldn't notice if he sported a moustache overnight, he would not notice. He'd be like, what's that furry thing on my face? Oh, it's my own beard, perhaps. (laughs) 
I'm Bengali. We hardly have hair. So no. True, same, same hair. <laughs> yeah. So the other thing I learned though was um, stepping on Lego was not the worst thing ever. But the sharp uh, Paw Patrol pups is like heat killers. Just just letting you know oh that. Oh my god! Little bit well, thank tidbit. you for sharing that because I always thought Lego was the worst. Are you telling me Paw Patrol figurines are? Uh, no, no, no. No, 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 it really isn't. I learned a lot in lockdown regarding which toys to avoid. And it was like a minefield, you know, that game. Is it Minecraft or something? You're just like blowing oh up every God. five seconds. You know but what? Yeah. I'm so old that when you said that game, I thought of Minesweeper. Oh, you know what? Maybe I meant Minesweeper. Did you? You're absolutely Minecraft. right. I know kids play some Minecraft. You know, my, my little boy does, so I'm a bit confused. <laughs> 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 All right, Nafisa, so I know... You said we'd have like three lessons each, but I think we've gone beyond that. I think it's actually been quite useful and valuable. So what would you say is your parting lesson um, or your parting words before we wrap this up? The whole COVID situation made me realize how insignificant we truly are. Imagine COVID, the tiniest minuscule thing that has brought the whole world to its knees. If you really think about it, how awe-inspiring is that and how utterly scary as well like if Allah can do this with the tiniest amount of non-effort from his part if Allah truly wanted to show his actual power to us what would we do so true. if we really think about it shut your world down close your mind and think about that I, I couldn't get over that the whole of lockdown I, I just kept thinking you know this tiniest thing has brought the biggest thing down to its knees Exactly. And it was just the whole world. It's the first time the whole world yeah. has been affected by the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, everybody was going through the same experience, you know, like every single one of us. And if you think about it, we're so scared of our mortality. We're so scared, oh, if you die. And we all know death is, is a fact. And we're scared of the C word, cancer, you know, are we going to get it? Are we not? And we just keep thinking about that. And then we get this other C word, which is COVID, and it's out there. And it's like every day there's a risk. If you really think about it, we were living that life of re being reminded of death and being reminded of our hereafter, which is actually how we should be living anyway, yeah. with or without COVID. Do you know if that no, makes it sense? Does, yeah, it? That, that's how we should live, as if death were our doorstep. Yeah. And that's how we did live during this time. Yeah. And we actually did. Everyone did. Muslims, non-Muslims, everybody did. But at the same time, do we carry that remembrance on you know as soon as our lockdown eases what's the first thing we do we just run to experience the things that we missed out on but we're not really thinking about Allah as much maybe I don't no, know you're right you're right I don't know about everyone else but I know for myself and probably for you it did bring me a lot closer to Allah that fear right and just like knowing that we could be meeting him at any point and COVID could take any of us away at any second you're right it's so important to carry on with that in our heads just to know that we are accountable and we could go at any second and we just need to be prepared for that yeah and it's not just showing Allah's power, though. I think it also showed me how merciful he truly is. I mean, imagine if he really showed himself and if he showed his power. We are so lucky, even in this COVID situation, we are so lucky. He's just given us a tiny bit of, of this test, a tiny bit of a trial. Sometimes I just think, Alhamdulillah, for so many things, Alhamdulillah, for so many mercies. And we don't really realize how much he's protecting us all. It blows me away if I really, really think about it. We should be more grateful and thankful and seek forgiveness more. Definitely. 
so i think yeah that's it for today a lot of food for thought and if you guys have anything that you'd like to share in terms of what you learnt yourself from lockdown then please do hit us up on our social media channels and drop us a comment on facebook or instagram at not another mom pod or you can email us as well contact us through the website and yeah we'll just love to hear your own experiences jazakallah for listening and we're really looking forward to hearing from you and hearing your experiences the lessons you've learned and maybe we will be learning from you so inshallah all right Salam. You've been listening to Nafisa and Tasneem. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed our show. Don't forget to subscribe, share and review. Follow us on Insta and Facebook at NotAnotherMumPod as well as on Twitter, mum underscore pod. You can also listen to all our pods on www.notanothermumpod.com as well as on all your favourite podcast platforms. Should we go to bed now? (coughs) Really? I can't cuddle you. I can't fit in your bed. Yes, be awake forever. Good night, children. Say Allahumma. Allahumma. Bismika. Amutu. Wahia. Allahumma. Bismika. Amutu. Wahia.